Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben, and today's episode is titled Raising Adventurers. We're going to be talking about how to plan outdoor adventures with your children and how to really get them to love adventuring in the outdoors. We're going to talk about a couple of recent outdoor adventures with our kids before we get into all the details, all that nitty-gritty. We need to give thanks. I am thankful for air conditioner, but more importantly, shade. That was my thankfulness is to have shade because as we're going to talk later, you and I were on a little trip and very hot. Uh, what, what was it? A hundred degrees with uh, 92 and what was the heat index? What was it? Oh yeah. The temperature was 99. Oh, 99. The gotcha. heat index was 115. Either way. It's all hot. <laughs> all hot. But there were areas that we found shade. And it just brought this this newfound respect. I've always loved shade. We always, you know, congregate to shade when we're with people. But when you really need it and you find it, whew, just the difference in temperature is amazing. But air conditioner, staying cool, like all those things. I'm so thankful for those things. Well, you stole mine. Maybe it's because it's so hot. That's what's on my mind. But I am thankful for air conditioning today as well. You know, we are going to talk here in a little bit about how things were different amongst familial relationships like in the 1800s, how things used to be compared to how they are today. But man, they certainly did not have air conditioning. And I am so thankful that we do in, in our vehicles and in our homes and in our schools. Um, not all the places and not always when we were in school did we have air conditioning, but for the most part, we always did. And just being able to be safe all the time, like this this heat is absolutely unsafe if you aren't taking the right precautions. And are we a little desensitized? Yeah, absolutely we are. Um, but it is, gosh, it feels good when it is just uh, the air is syrupy, like walking through syrup. When the air is like that outside and it's hot and you can walk into a dehumidified in dehumidified dehumidified home that's set at seventy two degrees. Oh, it's a treat. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean right now it's it's ninety four degrees outside and I just stepped out before we started recording and it is so sticky and so it's 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 hard to breathe. It's 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 like the air is so wet that it is it's difficult to breathe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it absolutely is and 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 that does need to be taken into consideration when you're gonna be uh, going out outside on adventures especially if you're taking your kids with you absolutely so why we're doing this today is it's back to school time kids are going back to school uh, this week next week and coming weeks depending where you're at but it is that time of year and something Ben, you and I try to do is, is spend some intentional time outdoors with our kids before they go out to school so that uh, we can just instill some truth in them before they head into the public schools. They can share that with their friends, but just so that they kind of have this grounding and this foundation and, and make some experience and some memories with their dads. You know, it's not like a stepstone, but I think for me, the reason that I have started taking my son out before the first day of school is not only to to kind of keep this pattern of consistency, but like checking off the box, like you have completed 
this and now you're ready to move on to this. And I can't think of the word for that, but I think that's just so important because growing up, I don't remember first, second, third grade. Like I don't hardly remember it. It was all just a flyby, it feels like. I barely remember school. And I just want to ensure that like, and and I'm going to get in and talk about more of what we talk about and why I'm doing it. But um, I just, I, I really want my my son to kind of have a closure and a beginning, and I think that's kind of why I I I do it. Yeah, and you know, life gets really busy when school comes back in. Oh yeah, extracurricular sports, everything just amps up, and you got family members going different directions. It's hard to truly just slow down and spend time together. But that time outdoors, it is such an important part of a child's development. I, I truly believe that it is, and in the in our lives, in this culture in America that we have today, it can so easily be forgotten if you're not intentional about it. So this is kind of a time to stop and be intentional about spending some time outdoors, having some adventure, some learning experiences, because there's a lot of fun had, and you don't have to uh, really, you don't have to create a curriculum when you're going outdoors. You're going to learn, um, and we want our kids to to learn from us, and we want them to have memories when they grow older, of, of time outdoors with their dad and what they learned and what they can pass on to their kids. Yeah, Brian, we really wanted to really share what we've been doing and why we even believe we should be taking our kids outdoors, especially before school gets started. Yeah, we really just hope that that's inspiration for families that are listening, people that are listening to the show. We know that you like the outdoors, otherwise you wouldn't be listening, but we hope that Um, our stories, maybe give you some tips and tricks and things that you consider before you go out. But uh, just to know that other people are are doing this, doing this successfully can be an an inspiration to you as well. Um, Really, this this started last week for us. We planned a day of bass fishing. Our boys have been asking and asking and asking to go out on the boats and and really to fish, not just to be on the boat, but they want to go out and to fish. Yeah, that's nice that they wanted to add fishing to the boat, right? Yeah, that's really good. But no, Brian and I took both of our boats out. Yeah. So Brian got to take his out. I took mine. Um, it was good to run them. <laughs> we haven't actually been able to to take them out on the water for for several months, at least for for me. I don't, right. I don't think yeah. you have either. Um, but man, we got to take the boats out. You don't want to neglect the boat either. You don't want to neglect your kids. You don't want to neglect the boat either. You know, I have found the longer that I go without using my boat, I f- feel like there's more more problems with it you know, when I, when I get it out. So yeah, definitely. I, I know mine, if I don't run it, I have to rebuild my carbs. So just keeping some gas going through the carburetors, uh, that way the boat is ready whenever, whenever Hayes is like, dad, can I go on the boat? Like, I know it's ready to go. It's going to be operational. I don't have to worry. It sat too long. Plus if you have a boat, you want to use it, right? That's right. You, you want you want to use it. So they've been asking, uh, we took a day, it was middle of the week, uh, took a day to go out and really we had pretty good weather. It was before this real, real hot spell set in. So it was going to be a good day. It's kind of tough with the kids to get them up as early as like you and I would. Like right. we're not going to get up at, at four in the morning and get down there at first daylight. This time of year in the summer when it's hot like this, that's honestly the best part of the day to fish. You get some of that top water action. But my son, he just turned five, and honestly, you can still really disrupt his day by messing up his sleep pattern. So if I skipped him out on two hours of sleep in the morning, honestly, I could affect him for a couple of days, and it, it's tough on him. So well, it let him like sleep to almost normal time. Yeah, it sounds like you're already adjusting your activities for your for your kid. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. That's good. We should. So we 
even adjusted like where we went. We picked a spot out on the lake. We went down to the lake and put the boat in, which I don't know about Bodie, but Hayes was, I mean, his skin was crawling. He was so excited. And <laughs> yeah. just from from get, stopping to get the donut while we got, when we put fuel in the boat, like just every part of the experience is such a big deal to him. He had a goal before he went. He set his goal. He, he asked, he said, Dad, I know I've been to the lake with you before, but have I ever caught a fish at the lake? We fish all the time um, at ponds and stuff around our house. He's caught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish, but he, in his mind, he was kind of putting two and two together. Like, I don't know if I've actually caught one out of the boat on the lake. And I told him, no, you haven't. Last few times we went, you were too young. And that was his goal, was he wanted to catch a fish by himself out of the boat. And and did he? He did. Oh, he, he, he met his goal. Uh, it took, <laughs> took a little while to get him concentrated <laughs> enough to get there, uh, but he definitely did. He caught a largemouth bass all by himself, and boy, he was proud. Yes, he was. We didn't actually get to, Bodie and I didn't get to see him catch it, um, but we heard him. Mm-hmm. We, we were far enough away that we really couldn't see what was going on, but we definitely knew that he had caught a fish, which yeah. was so exciting. You know, I, I make the joke about getting him concentrated. I want to – it brings up a point I do really want to touch on because this is one that is hard for me, and, and maybe you too. I don't know, but I'll definitely speak for myself. I'm pretty particular about uh, my stuff and using stuff the way it's supposed to be used so that it doesn't get broken, so it's there to be used again, and that – if my baits are in this box and that box goes in that compartment, that that's where it's always at. It doesn't get misplaced. But I try to have some grace with him when he comes out because that is all part of the experience for him. When we first got out there, he loved the boat ride to where we were going. But when we got out there, I had already had everything rigged. I was up late after he went to bed, tying up everything I thought he needed on the poles that I know he liked to use, getting everything completely ready and set. So when we pulled it, Dropped off pad, ready to fish. Everything was set. And the first thing he did was, Dad, what all baits did you bring? (laughs) Well, son, I brought a lot. (laughs) I got multiple compartments full. Well, can I see them all? And I really wanted to say no. Like the thought of him filtering through everything, mixing things up with things that shouldn't be mixed with, I really wanted to say no, but I said, yeah, right there by the console, open up that compartment and go ahead and look through. And I mean, in five minutes, I turned around and just about every box of baits that I had was not only out of that compartment, but was laying wide open in the boat. And I had about a one foot by one foot square to stand in and fish. So I'm fishing and he's playing in all yeah. these baits. Yeah. And finally, he found something in there that was different than what I had already tied on for him. So I had a brand new fresh bait bait tied on for him he didn't want it he pulled something out well dad can i fish with this today and i turned around and looked at it and i thought well i would have never picked that for you uh i don't even hardly use that i said uh you know what yeah you can and i actually had to modify it to even fit on a hook that would go on the line and reel that he was using and i did and even if he didn't catch anything, he was happy with that. He picked out the color, he picked out the style, and he was fishing with it. Because well, that is a fun part of it. I mean, he he does sound like he likes equipment like I do. He does. <laughs> so it's I get that part. I get that part for sure. I think it's also cool here to to you know as a parent, you may feel the same way about anything you own 
anything, all the way from the Sharpie markers you use um, to, yeah, fishing equipment to maybe even your, your silverware in your kitchen. Like, there are things that you don't want your kids to play with. Then create a side box. Create something that your ki- kids can get into. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you weren't willing to allow your kids to allow Hayes to dig through that, then shame on you for not taking his own fishing box for him to do that with. So right. those are kind of the steps that you can take if, if you do not want your chip. I've got a $30 plug. I'm not going to let Bodie throw that because I barely throw that. So I, I need to then not take it or or allow him something else. At least that's how I feel and see it as. So Yeah, as parents, sometimes I, I feel like as a dad, I feel like I say no. Like that's the only thing I say all day long. <laughs> yeah. And our kids need to hear yes sometimes. Mm-hmm. They, they need to hear yes. They need to be able to feel free to ask those questions and, and not just – Sometimes I feel like I'm just jumping to know before I've even really thought about what they're asking. And so it does. It feels good to say yes. A funny little tangent around Hayes having the baits pulled out all over the deck. I mean, the whole front deck of the boat, the, <laughs> it was just everywhere. <laughs> the, he had left the compartment open because he was pulling everything out one by one, opening it up, surveying, and then pulling out the next thing. <laughs> well, I'm fishing, so I have my back turned to him. And the next thing I just hear, boom, boom. <laughs> and i turned around he was so excited and so focused on all these baits that he had fallen into the compartment with that had the door open that he'd pulled it all out of so there his little head was poking out of this boat compartment and i tried not to laugh in his face but i didn't do a very good job (laughs) you know isn't it awesome to to be around people that want to be doing what they're doing and where they're at like like your son as excited as he was uh that alone, just feeding off that. I mean, there's been times where I've been with people where they didn't want to be doing what I was doing. They didn't even want to be where I was at, like, and how miserable that is. And so to be with somebody that is that excited, <laughs> that giddy, that pumped up, oh, that's worth it all by itself. But then on top of it, for him to pick out the lure, and you did tell us that he caught one, did yes. he catch it on the lure that he picked out? Yes. Uh, yeah. That, I guess I... I left out the the culmination of the story there. The bait he picked out is what he caught his his bass on, and he even kind of called his shot. And he he saw this log, and he said, "Dad, bass like to live by logs and trees." I said, "Yeah, they absolutely do." Well, I'm going to cast up there. So he's again a benefit of of outdoor adventure. You're learning. He's learning that bass like to live by structure. So he casts, and he does a really good job. He casted right next to it. I said, Hayes, really good cast, bud. He's like, well, I didn't catch one. I said, well, cast there again. I mean, he makes the exact same cast. And I look back and I see his line taking off. I said, Hayes, you got one. No, no, I don't. And then he starts to reel. Oh, yeah, I do. So he was able to make the cast, repeat the cast, and then catch the fish on the bait that he picked out, reeled it in, boated it, did everything by himself, um, and 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 made sure to, to let everyone know that he caught the first fish yes he did he did we kind of had a little competition going on before we started yeah the competition yeah. was see who catch the first one and we were working all four of us my son me brian we were all working hard yeah we let the five-year-old show us and that. the five-year-old <laughs> showed us up which is so awesome i mean that made his day which is even more enjoyable to be around as well well up until that point he was in and out of the donut and making a mess in the back of the boat with the donut sprinkles and like I said, in and out of the lures and, and 
putting sunscreen on and taking his shirt off and putting his shirt back on, doing all kinds of kid stuff. And he finally had just started fishing. So he caught one pretty fast after he started fishing. Well, the rest of the day, he cast it all day long. I mean, he was he was hooked on fishing just because of that one fish at the beginning. He never caught another fish. But like you said, it literally made his day. He never got discouraged because he caught his first fish out of a boat on the lake. And, and he met his goal, which always feels good for anybody. Yeah, and I think, Brian, it's because you allowed him to do that. What I mean is, growing up, I always felt like when I went with with men that I had to do what they were doing. Like I didn't always have that freedom, that luxury to to just do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to go, if I wanted to be a part, I had to do exactly how or what they were doing. And in behavior, I would agree with that. Like if if you need to set the set the expectation for Hayes, and he better follow it, right? But in regards to just fishing, like, how cool is it that that you have enough equipment and things, variety for him to, to really stop, decide, and try it, use it, and be successful at it? Like, I just feel when I was that age, if a older gentleman would have took me, he'd have said, here's the pole. Here's the lure already tied on. Just use it. This I, is what, I, Just use it. I tried that. <laughs> right? But... That's what's different, I think, about what we're talking about today, that that we're not talking about allowing your children to do whatever they want to do in regards to anything and everything. It's these things that really don't matter, the things that are, aren't unsafe, uh, the things that, I mean, your son can cast and reel it. That alone is awesome for a child at five to be able to do. So if your child at five years old can't do that, that's something that maybe you and your child needs to do from the from the land he practiced in the yard yeah or you guys pond fish a lot so he is on the land casting in the water that's a great step before getting into a boat Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is is that pouring out your baits into the boat and picking there are a lot i just feel and i could be wrong with this but i feel there's a lot of men that would say no to that and i think that's what we're truly talking about today to be an adventurer and to have an adventurer spirit you have to know what your dad's expectations are, but then you also have to, your dad has to allow you the freedom to to be the adventurer. Well, just to be candid, my initial reaction, like how I felt on the inside was like, heck no. Well, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really want him to, but then as I stopped and thought about it, what is it going to hurt? I can sort my baits back out. If he spills and loses a couple, I know where to get more. It's a blessing that I even have all this stuff to begin with, like you said, so... The, the experience, so just stopping and being intentional about the answers that I'm giving to him because it's about the experience. It isn't about my baits. It isn't about the Well, you're not fishing a bass fish. tournament. No, right. not at all. So yeah. you went to take your son before he starts school, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And in that, what's what's your goal? What are you trying to do? And it was to, to really help your son catch a fish, but because he didn't want to listen because you'd had what tied on. Yeah. He... He did his own thing and it worked. And he's and not going to listen to me because it worked. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I ought to follow his suit. <laughs> but, we, oh, I mean, we do, planning these adventures with our kids, I think maybe from the outside looking in, people may watch us, whether on social media or even if they just they don't know us and they just see us at the boat ramp. Like, I think they may think, well, they're just bringing their kids along what they would be doing anyway, what they want to be doing. But we we plan these adventures specifically for them and everything we do is different than how you and I would go do it if just you and I were going to do it. 
Yes. And that's a huge part of, I think anyone that has a child needs to learn how to make these exceptions. Like how do I, and I say that because what we're about to talk about takes a lot of work. It's a lot of extra work. You know, I mean, anything you're going to go do in the outdoors takes work. You're, you're going to have to put in some work to do it. But when taking young children, there is going to be extra, extra work. But I'm here to tell you, it's super rewarding, though, and, and it's beneficial. And, and I've, that's why I think we're wanting to share this today, because more people, we'd like to encourage more people to do it. Yeah, so some things we did differently. One, the area that we picked to go on the lake was different because we knew our kids were going with us. Right now, the the water is hot. The air is hot. These fish have set up on what's called a thermocline, which is basically uh, you have – it's a really cool section of the water, um, and right now it is about 20 feet deep, 20 to 25 feet deep on our lake, and that's really where the majority of the bass population is. But that is so difficult for kids our age, 5 and 8, to really fish the types of baits and the way they need to be fished, and kind of boring, honestly. Well, that's what I was going to say. Bodie's actually capable of fishing <clears throat> that way. But it bores – I mean, he does get bored. And if I'm not intentional in regards to saying, Bodie, we we are going to do this for 30 minutes. Like, if, if I'm not intentional in letting him know that, then I've lost him. Because mm-hmm. it is – a it, this deeper style of fishing can be can be boring. Right. You know? So, so we decided not to do that. We said, you know what, let's go to a part of the lake where it's pretty close to the creek. So it, in a tributary like, like Table Rock that we went to, you've got all these creeks and rivers and streams running into it. We put it in a place where we knew we could run up and really do river fishing because there are fish that are shallow in these river systems 12 months out of the year, all the time. They may not be big. They may not be tournament quality, but we can go up there and get some bites and give these kids an opportunity to set the hook, reel it in, and and take that grinning picture holding the fish in your hand. That's Mm -hmm. why we chose this area. If you and I were going to go try to pre-fish for a tournament or even catch some big keepers, we would not have done that. Right, and so we knew beforehand that we were going to provide an opportunity for our kiddos. Right, we we shifted our expectations for ourselves for mm-hmm. our our own fishing experiences. Yeah, and one thing differently we did is is well, you just talked about it. We went to a part of the lake we probably wouldn't have went, like you said, but we drove the boat a little bit more. So what I mean by that is, as it starts kind of getting hot. You know, this time of year it is hot. So as we're getting hot, we're like, hey, let's go to a new spot. So when you get in the boat and you drive it, that's fun. Bouncing around, the wind in your hair, mm-hmm. that's all fun. It cools you down, right? Then when you get to your spot, and maybe it is a good spot. And they're, they're boys, so of course they want to go fast. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We went fast, um, hit some wake, got bounced around a little bit. A lot of fun there. You know, but then also later in the day, we were fishing, wasn't very good where we were at. We couldn't just get up and make a new run because there was not a whole lot of places left to fish. So we let them get in the water and cool down. Yeah, they were dying to swim. It was hot. They wanted to, to jump off of the boat was the experience there. Not not just to get in, but to jump off of the boat. So uh, we let them do that. And it was just 10 minutes. I mean, you and I, when we're fishing, we don't stop to swim. Well, I was going to say... We normally don't. However, if I was fishing a tournament in this type of weather, I would absolutely jump in and get. I'd just get out and get back in. I've yeah. done it, and I would do it because it's it's 
it's uncomfortable out there right now. I usually dip my shirt or my hat in and, and put it back on wet, but uh, we wouldn't have stopped and just played Correct. and swam, and, yes. and we let them yes. do that. Yeah. You're exactly right, for we sure. We let them do that. So it is okay as parents to give up on um, how you would normally do it for your kids. Like when Ben and I, when we go fishing, like our focus is – to catch fish, to catch as many fish as we can and as big as we can. That is our focus, to right. find out right. what is, like, to put the puzzle together. Yeah. And that wasn't our focus. Like, the focus was really on the experience. Because we don't even stop to eat. No. We from, usually from eat while we're driving. Or, yeah. We don't even stop for Snack lunch. Around. And we did that with our kids. All right, let's stop. We all four stopped, put the rods down. We sat down and had lunch together. You know, honestly, even just packing an actual lunch, is something that's different. You and I don't pack an actual lunch very often. We maybe throw some jerky in and an apple, like just some snacks to keep us going until we get off the water. But actually packing a full lunch, drinks, snacks, dessert, uh, an actual meal is is a change when our kids go. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, and how much how much food I do bring? We we bring a lot of snacks when the well, kids Well, Hayes come. has to bring things to share with Bodie, and Bodie has to bring th- things with Hayes, so yes. we end up with like four times much yeah. as much food as we need. It's perfect though, for sure. Uh, so we, we fish different. We stop for lunch. We swim. Our focus is different, and. Really, we just want them to want to come back with us. We want to spend time with our kids. We want them to come back, um, and that's the way it should be. They parents should want to spend time with their kids. Uh, I, I hesitate to even bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up because it's real and it's truth. Um, people, I see comments on social media, and I, it's hard to tell if somebody's serious through text or if they're just trying to stir the pot. I don't know. But we post things all the time about spending time with our kids and and tips and tricks to make kids' outdoors experiences more enjoyable. And people comment things on there like, just leave them at home. Like, that's the easiest thing to do, just leave Mm -hmm. them at home. Mm -hmm. And that is just such a selfish, crap attitude, if I'm being honest. Like, that that is horrible. You should be wanting to spend time with your kids. And is it more work? Absolutely, it is. It is more work. You you may not get to cast, depending on their age. You may only get to cast 15% of the time. But it's about them. It isn't about you. And once you took on that role as a parent, you better die to yourself a little bit. Not to get in a huge tangent here, Brian, but this is kind of something that's been on my heart for many, many years. Working in residential youth, that, that wellness therapy side, like, you see this, you see these group of kids that, that didn't have parents and, and didn't have that sense of love. To see that, to experience that, and then to, what I'll say, come back into the real world here <laughs> where there's just less of that. I don't see that anymore. I'm not around that as much. I'm hearing parents like talk about their kids in negative ways. And that just fires me up because I don't care. We should be we should be the number one people supporting them. Yes. We should be the number one people in their life supporting them. I don't care planned or unplanned. There isn't an accident. And I, and I get I even more mad when I hear people talk about their children. So they're talking to other people about their children in front of their children. Mm. You know, whether you know well he's an accident. Like I don't care. <laughs> it just infuriates me and, and you can even hear them talk about how badly behaved their children are in front of them instead of the parent needs to turn to them and be like, 
I need to talk to you about your behavior instead of talking to another adult about their children's behavior that they haven't even talked to their children about. I know that's a tangent. I'm going to cool back down here. But we should be taking our children with us. Now, listen, if you ask your child to go with you and they don't want to go, hey, okay. Don't don't force it. Don't force them. And then game on for you. Now go. Yeah. (laughs) Now go by yourself. Right. But once your child wants to go with you, um, take them. Take them and be careful what you're saying about them to other people. Be careful what you're saying about them to them. Be intentional, you know, be intentional in being there to help them, serve them, and help them to grow in and who it is that they are. Like, gosh, why don't we do more of that? Right. You know, just spending time together is, is you know, be intentional to plan it and then sp- go carry it through and spend the time together. Um, even that would be winning. Even that would be winning if if you're not even taking time to have these lessons and, and talk about the circumstances with your kid when you're out there. Our kids were so excited to be out there. You mentioned we brought both our boats, and this just came to me with something that we did differently. We brought both of our boats. And after, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours, what they wanted was to be together. They wanted us to all be in one They boat. wanted us all to be together. So we put one boat on the trailer. We mm-hmm. all got in your boat. And so now you've got four of us in an 18-foot boat, which <laughs> with kids casting or just anybody casting in general is a little bit chaotic, mm-hmm. um, a little bit extra for dads to take on. And then, of course, they always had to be next to each other. Like, they didn't want to stand next to their dads to fish. They wanted to be next to each other, and they wanted to fish in the back for a little while. Well, can we come up to the front? All right, come up to the front. Like, they just wanted to try all the different spots and have all the different experiences from being in different boats to standing in different spots in the boat. They're just taking it all in. And more times than not, unless it is a safety issue, we should say yes and accommodate that experience, in my opinion. Yeah, mine too. I mean, because there is no harm in that. There's only healthy growth. Like, I think it's important to allow your kid to explore, to be adventurous, you know, and and that even goes in the boat, you Mm -hmm. know. Any time, though, that it becomes unsafe, you should be able to shut that down and reset. Like, shut that down and then move on to something different. That keeps them not only safe, but helps them to understand their boundaries. I mean, some people would be like, oh, yeah, let them do whatever you want in the boat. They're going to end up, like, getting hooks in their arms. Exactly. Yeah, there were times where I had to stop fishing and casting, and I had to tell my son or physically move my son and say, stand right here. Like, those are things that I had Mm -hmm. to do to be intentional to not only keep it safe but fun for them. So as a parent, you're not going to be able to to, – spend all the time on what you want and what you want to do. Right. You're going to have to find time for your, your kids as well. Well, Hayes came excited. He left excited. He had so much fun the whole day. Was there anything that Bodie didn't like about the day, or was it just all – because not every experience is just all, all roses. Right. I mean, spending time outdoors with Dad fishing – it sounds awesome. It is awesome, but there are, there are not great things that come along with it too. Was there anything that Bodie didn't like? So it isn't that he didn't like it. It's that the first thing, like if if um, so, when we got home, if somebody would ask, "Hey Bodie, Jeff, fun today? What was the uh, the thing that you did that was the most fun to you?" 
he would have told you it was the Wild Bill's gas station stop after we were done. Right. That's. But again, part of the experience. Correct. It's part of the experience. Now, did he love fishing with Hayes? Absolutely. And if you got to asking him questions, he's going to dig in and tell you. But that first initial thing was he loved going to this old ran down. <laughs> it's Wild Bill's. Yeah. It's, it's just a. Uh, but state line gas station. state line gas station. But they had cold drinks. We were wanting something cold, so we went in there, and he wanted a fountain drink, and he loved that, you know. And that is a part of the experience. It's it is fun to do. It you know, it cracks me up that that was his most favorite thing. However, he didn't catch a fish, and so he did not tell me he was disappointed. But I know my son and. He does a good job of rolling on with it and letting it go, but it bugged him that he didn't he didn't catch a fish. I know yeah. that it is tough. It it bugs me it when bugs I don't me catch when a fish. I don't. Absolutely. But, and fishing was tough. It wasn't it was. easy. Uh, it wasn't easy. So, uh, but he's caught fish out on the on the lake in the boat before. So, or on the boat in the lake. However, that I think maybe both of those make yeah, sense. Yeah, either way, yeah. either way, he's caught them out there before, so he knows he's capable. And, and he'll be back doing it again. He will. You know, I think for Hayes, probably the one thing that was the hardest for him was the truck ride. There or back home? Or this whole thing? Both. Really? How come? Well, it was, it wasn't even that long. It was about 50 minutes. So just short of an hour for us. Uh, but man, it was, are we almost there? How much longer, Dad? All right, well, we got about 25 minutes. Was well, that long? How long is that? I'm like, so I have to compare 25 minutes to something that he knows. Yeah, a TV show. Yeah, I well, guess. that's not that long. I'm like, right, yeah, it's not that long. It's about the, how we, how long it takes us to get to church. You know, right, he, right. so he can start connecting all those things. And then the same thing on, on the way home. Like, I don't know if he was just so excited to get to home to tell people about it, but are we about home, Dad? Like, just the whole way. So the hardest thing for him was honestly that time in the truck. So maybe if I could change anything, if it was possible, maybe I could find a spot that was like half a distance away and eliminate some of that truck ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, do you actually take your son, I mean, do you guys go drive around very often or is that something that when when you get to take that that lake trip, that's kind of a, a fun long ride for him? Uh, like just drive to drive? Yeah, I mean, do you guys just get in and go on an adventure and drive around or? No, we don't usually just drive to drive. Yeah, we're usually going somewhere if we're, we're in the truck yeah I mean, and with gas prices you probably shouldn't but that is something uh, adventures it is something that's fun to do especially here where we live you know we have all these side roads like sometimes it is fun just to, just to say kids let's load up and just take a slow drive um checking out the scenery and country so and down where we're going we're fishing beautiful country down there mm. as well so yeah northern arkansas yeah is where we is really? where we were fishing that day um yeah, I guess that that's kind of really. Is there anything you want to add from that trip before we move on to talking about our next one? It, no, it was a it was an awesome trip for the boys. I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah. Um, before hope for they started a, school. Hope, hope for a bunch more, a bunch more Absolutely. for sure. Uh, so the next one we actually just did yesterday, and uh, you know, yesterday of us recording this podcast, and we've been talking about the weather. It was stinking hot, like you said. <laughs> so. A little backstory here. I take Bodie, or I've been trying to. Uh, I try to take Bodie camping every year before he starts school, and for me, it's it's as a father. Um, I was kind of talking earlier, uh, kind of about that that 
finishing and then starting something new. But during these experiences, something that I had started doing with Bodhi was really kind of trying to talk deeper than than we do at home. Um, my son doesn't just share how he feels a lot. Like it isn't just something that he's. Whereas my daughter, you, I mean, you can just see it on her face. And so I kind of have to ask my son a few more questions and and try to understand kind of where he's at because I want to know if he's nervous. I want to know if he's mad, happy, sad. Um, I want to try to figure those things out. And, and you know, he's getting ready to go into the third grade. Uh, he, just, he just started third grade. Um, and I didn't know if he was going to be nervous, excited, you know, like what are all those feelings? And, and those are the things that I want to talk about. And so that's what we do. So the reason we go camping trips, the reason I try to do camping trips is because I like to get out into an area where there's not a lot of people um, because there's an activity that I like to do with him. Um, and what it is, is it's it's identify one thing that you are most nervous about or scared of, to do or just fearful of. And that's the whatever that is, we turn that into one word. And before we leave that camp at the end of the day, like before we leave the next morning, um, we shout it out really, really loud because we want to leave it behind. We want to leave this thing that we're we're scared of, we're fearful of, nervous of. We want to leave it behind and leave it in the woods. And there's just something freeing and yelling. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried it. Um, matter of fact, Go to your backyard and try it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel really weird doing it. Um, it makes you feel like nervous. Um, it'll make you feel vulnerable. Like I have been by myself before on a mountaintop and I thought I'm just going to yell out what I want to. And it's hard to do that. Um, and then if you think people are around, it's even more hard to really share that and let that out. And And so I know that may sound really stupid, but it's it's been beneficial for me and my son, especially because he begins to open up and share with me some of the things that hopefully I can help him with um, as his father and, and as he continues to grow older. But it also allows him to li- truly leave it behind because I do believe there is some significance in shouting things out loud. Um, it actually comes from Psalms 95.1, but it says the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God says, Come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. And like I said, there's just great power in shouting, and that that shout like kind of commands attention, and, and you can see that anywhere in your life as you're yelling it. It does command attention. Hopefully you're doing it for the positive and not the negative. But in in my in finishing this point though, that when you're yelling that out, there's just there's just a power of like you hearing it believing that the Lord's hearing it. And then if there are other people around that you're with that need to hear it too, they hear it as well. And it's something then that you can kind of free up, leave there, and then step forward into something new. And I, I just feel that's just been beneficial for my son. And so I wanted to do that again for him this year before he started third grade. And so we were going to go backpacking. Um, just the weekends kept getting busier and busier. And finally, the weekend before school started, I was like, we don't, we're not doing anything Sunday into Monday. Let's pick that day. So I picked it. Now, I got us a campsite because I wanted this to be a little more relaxed, uh, a little more comfortable. Well, Brian, I paid for the camp spot, the campsite. I paid for it. Got it paid up. And as the days got closer and closer, our temperatures jumped from 
normal summer. Well, first of all, the whole reason you got the campsite was because it was it's August. It's normal summer. It's yeah. hot. Yeah. But as it, time got closer and closer to that, it got more and more intense. And the day of, you and I actually talked the afternoon of, uh, man, it's probably not wise for us to take our boys out into the... It, it was 101 actual degrees. Right. The time that you called me and were like, man, do you think we should do this? And and you and I came to that conclusion, let's just get up in the morning and go down and, and have a play day and not camp tonight. Because we were tent camping and just been really difficult to keep everyone safe and comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I believe the temperature was 95 degrees. Like when I was running summer camps, if once it hit like that 93, 94, that 95 mark, you always drove, you got a bus, you got vehicles, you always drove your participants wherever they instead of making them hike or walk just because of those temperatures are are getting dangerous so we're hitting yeah you said 101 is that right the actual temperature um, yeah didn't matter me as above 95 so just too yeah. hot my <laughs> truck said my truck said 103 and my weather app said 101 so right. somewhere so right in there. there hot yeah and then plus you have the this crazy humidity we have so we had to be very careful um and intentional and so yeah that's that's why we got the campsite but we didn't we didn't want to pass up on the opportunity this was going to be the first uh, preschool, uh, right before school started, one that Hayes and I were getting to be involved in. He's five now, so he's old enough to, to start doing some of these mm-hmm. adventures. We went on an end of school one with you a, a couple years ago, but this is the, the the starting of school, and we appreciate you guys inviting us. Uh, we were a little disappointed we didn't get to tam- camp. We've got some new tents that we really wanted to try out and use for the first time, but it's better to be safe. Um, you know, actually, when I told Hayes that we weren't going to camp, um, he didn't cry on me, but he did get he got tears in his eyes. It really broke his heart that we were not going to get to go stay in the tents at the lake. So that hurt, but I had to explain, Bubba, it's just not safe. It isn't safe for us to all be out there with this heat to not have a place to go if, if something happens. And I didn't say, I really want you to like this and I want you to do it again. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I want him to enjoy these outdoor experiences now that he's getting to the age he's going to start remembering these things, I want him to have positive memories so that he wants to keep doing this later on in his life. Yeah. When it, when you're reaching temperatures like we were in, you have to be drinking water. You, I mean, you have to make for sure that all of everyone in your party is constantly drinking water. You should be peeing every hour. Your pee should not be yellow. Uh, you have to force yourself to be drinking that much, and then you got to be careful not to drink just too much fluids. Because as much as you're sweating anyway, you're losing your, I'll just call it your salt. So there's just, there's a lot of things that you have to be really careful of right Right. then. And I knew, I knew we could all go camp. It would have been hot, miserable. Yeah. You and I would not have slept a wink. Probably not. No, but, but because of the site we had, we had electricity. We could have took a fan. We could have added some water to our clothes and laid it on us like a blanket. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could do if we wanted to rough it and tough it. But the problem was, is let's say that we battled that all night long. When we get up the next morning, we have to stay on top of that hydration because we're going to be swimming, we were going to be playing, and that that gets even more dangerous when you're out in the water because you forget about drinking. You don't even realize you're thirsty. Yeah, and and so at those temperatures, we just wanted to make sure that we were not only keeping our kids safe, uh, that we are really taking care of ourselves also because we forget about that sometimes as adults. Um, so that's why we didn't camp. It allowed us to stay hydrated um, to get a good night's sleep so that we could get up early that next morning and, yeah. and we do still what we had wanted. The, we still had the campsite the whole next day. It was yep. right on the water. Uh, actually, a place I've been going since I was my son's age, so kind of 
a lot of history there for me. So time to reminisce and think about all the old old stories from there with my family and then get to be passing it on to him a whole other generation. Isn't that cool, though? That's super so cool. cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It was hard not to share some of those stories when I was there with you. I had to share a couple. Um, but really... The, the plan was to bring as many toys as and, and as much good food as possible and then just enjoy the day playing and no agenda, just play whatever the boys wanted to do. We did and, and cook some good food and ate. And then when it got up to 115 heat index, uh, we battened down the hatches and headed for the house. You know, we did. I, a couple of the things, you know, if you haven't heard our podcast about crawdad grabbing. Yeah. You know, go listen to that after this one's finished, then go listen to that one. We introduced um, them because you and I went and did that together. We didn't get to take them that day. So that's right. they had, they got to experience the aftermath, the the cooking and cleaning and eating, uh, but they didn't get to see how we did it. And so while we were there, we, we got to teach them and show them. That was fun. Um, actually, bar- I borrowed a paddleboard from one of my neighbors. Um, I'll give a shout out to George. Thanks, that, George. Thanks for letting us borrow the paddleboard. Um, the paddleboard was perfect for my son, and uh, I got to let him try it out, see if he liked it. Um, he did a pretty good job. He did really good. <laughs> you know, out on the lake, there'd be times where boats would come by and, and bring he, that big chop. He and... did better than you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm proud of him. He did. He did a really good job. So, But I'm glad we were able to take that because um, actually one of the first things that we did after we got set up and kind of got ready and sunscreened and all that fun stuff is we hooked the um, paddleboard to the back of the kayak, and you hopped in your kayak, and I pulled the boys. I pulled um, Hayes and Bodie on the paddleboard with my kayak. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny, and I, I was actually a little surprised by it. When we pulled up, you were there a little before us. You guys were already out. You were in your kayak. The paddleboard was tied to your kayak, and Bodie was riding on it. And by the time we got all our stuff unloaded, we were going to take a little trip. Hayes has never been in the kayak, and he's seen me load it multiple times, and he was just... Again, he loves to document first. He's He's got to put a number to everything. That's just how his brain works. That is going to be my first time in the kayak. I can't wait to experience kayak. Going to be in the kayak. Kayak, kayak, the whole ride down there. When we get there, and he sees Bodie out on that paddleboard. What's that, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a paddleboard, bud. I, they, they must have borrowed it. And you guys came in, and so as we set out on our first little adventure, I said, Hayes, do you want to ride with Dad in the kayak? Thinking he's going to be like, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, can I ride with Bodie on the paddleboard? <laughs> yes, son, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So they climbed on together and no fear, n- neither of them, just both of them smiling ear to ear, chatting, a chat- couple of chatterboxes and uh, just along for the ride. And, and they had no problem with it at all. You know, on this trip, Brian, I think it was important, um, which I'm so glad you guys came along. I mean, the last few years, it's just been me and Bodie. That's that is fun. I think it's important to, as I think it's important as a parent to, to find at least one time a year to go do something just with your child. However, any opportunity you get to, to bring more people along, ah, it's, I think it's even more beneficial because your child gets to interact with other children and gets to see other behavior of other adults. And I just think it's an important thing. Um, so I'm so glad you guys got to come, but uh, you know, while we were there, you did a good job of of really kind of taking breaks. And so, like, uh, if, if we needed to take a break or stop and do something, we would do that, whether it be stop to put on sunscreen, stop to get a drink. Maybe we just needed to go up and eat. Maybe we needed uh, to go stand in the shade for a few, um, to swim, to get under the water, just find those opportunities. Because um, sometimes our kids, they're not paying attention, 
I mean, they, they just have no idea. They're they're just so excited about what we're doing. It's our responsibility as parents to to make sure and, and be watching them and be thinking ahead. And so knowing that my son hasn't peed in over an hour, I know he needs to be drinking some water. So let's stop mm-hmm. and get up and get some fluid in him. I mean, those are things I think are important um, to know before you go. Well, the, now let's bring up peeing that... <laughs> I should share this funny story, but great learning experience. (laughs) So I wish we could have got it on video. I know. Well, yeah, but that would have to be for family only. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, he he just turned five, and for boys that that once they get potty trained in those first couple years, three, four, five, like it's fun for them to just pee everywhere. Like we're out in the yard, they 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 pee when they have to go and it's also nice for a parent not to have to rush to find a bathroom they're boys they can go to the bathroom and boys just seem to have fun peeing everywhere it's silly as it sounds but they do well he was in the water and he yelled up to the campsite we were cooking lunch hey dad i have to go pee and i said well son you're in the water go ahead and go pee well i don't know how to do that (laughs) touche okay i said well you're in the water you just have to go pee so then he goes to take his pants off and get in the water. And I said, no, 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 you don't have to take your pants off. You're in the lake. Just go pee. And he sat there for a second, silent. And all of a sudden he yells again, I need help. I don't know what to do. And I had just kind of let it go at that point. Like, all right, dude, you're going to figure this out. Just go pee. Next thing I know, I turn around and he is stark naked standing on the shore of this campground. No cover at all. No. Every boat, every house, <laughs> can see every camper, all the old ladies that were swimming 50 yards away from him, he's butt naked going to the bathroom. Yeah. And I let him go. Well, then his shorts and everything is wet and he can't get them up. So he is fighting down there on the shore trying to get his pants up. So I'm going, pull your pants up, son. I can't. I can't. And people are hearing and watching. So I have to go down there. And I realized in this moment as a father... I have never taught him now that he's honestly getting to the age where he probably shouldn't just go pee everywhere. Yeah, but you've taught him as a father not to pee in your pants. Correct. <laughs> so, and, and so now you're telling him to pee in your go pants. Go pee in your pants. Yes. I don't I think he had a hard time with he that. He was one. confused for sure. Yeah. But I I went down there, I helped him get his shorts back on, and it was just a perfect simple Honestly, I I don't really like the word organic, but it was. It was an organic, unplanned moment for me to say, hey, bub, you're a big boy now, which when they're five, they love to hear that. We can't just go wherever we want to. Like, we probably should have went behind a tree, or I could have taken you up to the bathroom. Um, But it was a great moment. He kind of looked at me. It embarrassed him a little bit, but he was able to go on about his day. And then, of course, Bodie wanted to reinforce it with, hey, those old ladies saw you peeing over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he you did. shut that down pretty quick <laughs> too. Yeah. But it was a good learning. Like, no way in the morning when we left that I thought, boy, today I'm going to teach my son that he needs to find a place to hide when he pees outside. Uh, nor did I even think that we were at that point in life, but we are. I realized it in the moment, and now we're past it because we went and spent time outdoors, and it brought that moment up. No, that's good, and that's what I think. More importantly than anything, that's that's what these adventures allow is for the experience itself and then you know the teaching opportunities that happen along the way because you can't plan for all of that to go down but i do believe you have to be present so that you're aware to to see you know when you need to share and and 
and how you can learn those things from your yeah. children. I had actually talked about it with him on the way down there. Hey, if you need to go to the bathroom, if you're out swimming, you're you're good to go. If if it's anything else, let me know and we'll go find a bathroom. But apparently it didn't click ear to ear, um, but I think it did. I think it did now. Um, we This whole day was, was planned differently uh, from getting the campsite. That's not something, if you and I were going to go camp on the lake, we'd probably just camp on an island somewhere like Correct, yeah. we wouldn't go get a campsite just the two of us maybe if we had other friends going or well, our me, wives were going with yeah. us or something but not just you and i we're not just going to go get a campsite at an electrical well, car camping campground there are different campsites this campsite had yeah it was an rv hookup campsite so i mean it had concrete had the campfire ring it had Power, electrical water, it had water yeah. so i mean it had all those things and i knew that it had them um when we got it and that was kind of the cool part there's nothing wrong with camping at those sites either no, 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 no. You're correct. There isn't. I just want to make sure when you were saying we got a campsite, there are primitive campsites that you can pay for that, that are literally that. Right. So I just wanted to, to be clear and like we went, we were trying to make this uh, more comfortable. And I knew that, you know, let's say that we got there by 830. I knew that we were probably going to have to be out of there by 230, the latest at three, mm-hmm. because with the temps as hot as they're getting, three to five is your worst of the heat. And so I wanted to be packed up and out of there before then. Um, but that's that's why we planned it differently. That's why we picked this spot. It's why we, we also knew that this spot was really close to the water so that we could get out of the water when we needed to and we could stay in it and stay cool um, for the majority of the time. So we did plan this trip a whole lot differently than we normally would have. But that's what we're talking about today. You are going to have to stop sometimes and plan things differently for your children so they can go with you. Yeah, you should intentionally plan the trip that you're taking on, taking them on. Don't always just say, hey, I'm going, jump in with me. Plan it to, to meet them. Plan it for you guys to be able to connect on something. Plan it for activities to be there that you can share with them. You know, Ben, you and I aren't ever just going to go get a campsite and swim and play and cook lunch together. We're not going to do that. If we're going to the lake, we're just going to go fish. Right. We're going to yeah. go fish. Let's go eat somewhere afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and that's how we're going to go about it, the two of us. But when we bring our sons, we wanted to make this. It was a play day. So in the garage, I'm going through, what can we bring to play with? What have I done in the past? What lake stuff do I have? So we're loading the hand nets and the buckets and the minnow buckets and paddle boards and kayaks and goggles and a different kind of goggles and towels and chairs and canopies and, and fans and extension cords, all of this stuff that would never even be thought about if the kids weren't going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is more work. It is. But it is work that should be done because these kids are going to learn more from these experiences with their parents than they are in any classroom. No, don't get me wrong. School is vital and so important and great teachers make school great Mm -hmm. and they're going to learn math and science and social studies yeah they're not going to learn all of that while they're out with us but there are experiences that they are going to learn out there that they could never learn in the classroom for instance these kids now know where to look for crawdads they now know what crawdads eat just because they went and hung out with us at the lake yeah, they also know that water snakes are on the water's edge, and they can also be under rocks out in the lake popping their head out. So <laughs> snakes aren't just laying animals. They also love to spend time in water. There's, There are things like, you know, probably things that we didn't even talk about that they learned, like how to truly communicate to other kids, you know, how to encourage, how to tear apart and build up. You mm-hmm. know, there was times that Bodie said some things to Hayes that I was like, 
going to have to have a talk with Bodie later. You know, I mean, there's those opportunities that you get to share with your children. And it may not even be right then, but things that you can use later to help to help bring your child up in that godly character, you know. Yeah. Well, just learning to use some of the equipment. They see it laying around in, in our garage and in our gear rooms, the masks, the snorkels, the fins. And all they can do is have this wonder about, oh, there's my dad's stuff. What does he do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, to take it out and say, hey, put this snorkel on and try to breathe through it. Or, hey, put these goggles on and look under the water and see what you see. And for them to come up and say, oh, I saw a camouflage bass. Yeah, Bodie, Bodie wears goggles a lot, but he's he's actually never wore a mask. And so he's so used to goggles, like loves goggles, swims with goggles, wears them on top of his head when he's not underwater. So he puts the mask on and he looks at me and says, Dad, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's like, you're right. You have to breathe through your mouth. You can't breathe through your nose like you do with your goggles. And so, yeah, just introducing him to some some new equipment, which hopefully he loved as well. And and just to go on the list of, of lessons that they learned just on this trip, we would leave stuff out, but I, I, I want to share a few more that I can think of offhand just to try to paint this picture like – Get your kids outdoors and spend time with them because they are learning a mass amount of things. One thing that is coming up, we stopped after our first little trip on the kayaks. They were like, it's time. We go. We want to swim. We want to swim. So we pulled over just at a random spot on the bank that looked good. And as soon as they jumped out, I didn't know this, but there was an injured, a small injured fish there. And they were asking for nets. They wanted to play, try to catch fish and crawdads. So I threw them the nets and... I mean, within 10 seconds, I hear Hayes going, I caught one. And I'm like, I'm looking at you like, what? He caught a fish? Because if you don't know, you're trying to catch a fish in a hand net. It's really, really difficult. And I turn around, and sure enough, he has a fish in his hand net, and it's flopping around. And I kind of look at you, and you're like, well, yeah, no big deal. And I'm like, well, why is this not a big deal? And then you kind of shared with me, well, the fish was injured. It was kind of just kicking there on top, so it was it couldn't get away. But they netted it up. But then they were kind of learning. They were inspecting this fish, realizing that something was wrong with it. It looked sick. It had a sore on it. They identified that it was a baby bass. And then they thought, well, we should put it back. Maybe that would be, it would give it a chance if it has any chance at all. But then we kind of got to explain, well, it's probably going to get eaten anyway. Either a crawdad or a turtle or maybe another bass is going to come up and eat it. So they're they're learning this circle of life and these food chains right here. They are experiencing it. They're not reading it out of a book. They are experiencing it not only seeing it they're actually touching mm-hmm. the food chain right there in front of us mm-hmm. yeah then you we could have even taken it if we wanted to we could have taken it to the stream of talking about how they are a part of the food chain and just like the bass or the bird that would come eat them they could eat him if they wanted to i mean mm-hmm. look at how easy it was for them to catch him that's how easy it will be for the bird or the bass when we let him go and so you can let those experiences really teach things really for itself or for themselves but then as a parent you can also take it one step further and and add more to that and invest in them in those things that you know you know as a parent when you're out there if you are aware and you're paying attention you will see and you will pick up on a whole lot more than than you would sitting at home watching a movie with your children absolutely and when they do go back to the classroom now they have experiences to tie to what they're learning in the classroom. And it's just going to reinforce it that much more when they do start learning about food chains and, and birds eating fish. Mm-hmm. They can visualize this in their mind because they've experienced it. And I think that is so powerful. I know it always was for me growing up a, as a visual learner. And I really think that helped me in, in my development and education. And I hope it does for our kids too. 
Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out, just them watching the things that we do to keep us safe. So they know we ask them to wear a hat and sunglasses. They know that we put sunscreen on them. They know that we stopped and ate lunch in the shade. They know that you brought a shade canopy. Mm-hmm. They know that we asked them, hey, when's the last time you peed? You need to drink this water. Hey, don't run away yet. Your Gatorade's not gone. You need to finish that. They are learning, okay, I can feel that it's hot out here. Now, why is my dad, why are our dads having us do these things? What is keeping me safe? So they they are learning, I'm going to call it life skills, how to protect themselves and the elements in the sun just by following the things that we're teaching to keep them safe. I think you could take it even a step further, Brian. And, and if I'm going to ensure that my child is drinking water, I need to show him that I'm drinking it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't be drinking a Dr. Pepper over on the side if I'm making him drink water. And, and, and I think that's important because I know that as an adult, I can tell my child to do something, make and ensure that they do it, and me not follow it myself. I think there's a lot of parents that that probably do that a lot. I try to make it something that I do all the time. Like if I get to drink Dr. Pepper, then I'm going to let my son drink Dr. Pepper. If not, then I need to wait until they're in bed. <laughs> I need to wait until I'm I'm out on in the boat by myself. I just think that's so key because if you're doing that for water, you will do that for all all other areas of your life, and it, man, it will really bring you and your child closer together. Um, try it. I Prove me wrong. That's what right, I'll say. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to summarize these experiences and what, what we're really trying to inspire people to do. And I'm not directly calling somebody out, but if you feel called out by what I'm about to share, uh, maybe you should be. Maybe you should be taking heart to what we're saying. And I want to say this. There is never enough time in this world to spend with your child. Mm-hmm. The time goes by so fast. And my advice to really new parents is try to take it all in and be so intentional with every moment that you can, because no matter what you think in that moment, you are not going to remember it all. No. You're not going to remember it all. And next thing you know, you're like, holy cow, I can't even pick my kid up anymore. They're so big. Like right. It just absolutely flies by. And there's so many emotions, good emotions, bad emotions about all the changing Parenting is a beautiful thing, but there is never enough time. You can't make up time with your kid. And the perfect place to spend time with your children is the outdoors. And I say that because our children are supposed to be learning from us. It's biblical. You look back to the late 1800s, we'll call it the little house on the prairie times. Times were so different. The kids were always with their parents. Mm -hmm. They were learning from their parents all the time. Our times have changed to where we're going, our kids are going to public school and we're going to work, that when we do come together, it is our responsibility to be intentional with those times. And what I mean by intentional is, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone in the house. I'm going to go out in the yard. I'm going to play for two undistracted hours with my kids. I'm going to do what they want to do, keep them safe, teach them, have fun. I'm going to plan a trip next weekend. I'm going to spend a little extra money. I'm going to budget for it. And I'm going to go out of my way and out of my comfort zone even to take them and spend time with them outdoors. You may even have to find someone to help you if what you're wanting to go do, you don't have the skill set to do. Find someone that does and have them help you. Reach out to us if you need to. But you should be intentional about spending time outdoors with your kids. You can be intentional with spending time with your kids indoors, but I'm going to tell you they're not learning as much. 
you can watch a movie or a TV show or even play a game with them on the floor. And yeah, you can teach a lesson here or there. And that time together is great. I love to snuggle and watch TV with my kids. But they aren't learning as much from me in that in that time as when I'm out at the lake with Hayes and Bodie and we're learning that crawdads eat decaying things and feeding them hot dogs in the bucket. They are learning more in that moment than when we're at home watching whatever TV show that we like to watch. Brian, I'm not a perfect parent, and I I know you'd say the same. You're not a perfect parent. Not and, even close. And I don't want anybody, uh, after listening to this, thinking they have to be some perfect parent to take their children out. I'm just saying be intention, intentional. Sometimes as a parent, you don't know what to do. No one's ever taught you. Um, as a parent, how can you plan if you don't know what to plan for, you know? And so... I'm not calling anybody to be the perfect parent. I'm, I'm really just challenging you to maybe be less selfish. That's the word is, is put your children first, especially when you're going out and, and doing some of these activities. Because if this is uncomfortable, uncomfortable for you to do as just as an adult, if, if you are uncomfortable going outdoors, then your children probably will too. You know, and if you're uncomfortable going outdoors, your children are going to see that. Sometimes that's what they need to see. They need to see you powering through this. Yeah, yeah. You, you working Learn through together. it as well. Correct. And so I encourage you. I encourage you to take your children out. We teach a lot of survival. I share a lot of survival in all of our podcasts. Some people are like Ben. What do I take with me? I'm telling you right now. If you don't know how to plan, this is the beginning stages of planning. You can do it on a notepad on your phone. Food, fire, shelter, water. Those four things. Make sure that you have those items with you. Brian said we took a canopy. There's your shelter. There's my shade shelter. That's all I needed for the day. We took lots of bottles of water. I took more water than I needed. Plus, we had a campsite that had fresh water. Food. We took food oh, to cook. We took snacks. Brats. brats. We, we ate good. We yeah. ate real good. And I took charcoal. Yep. I actually brought lighter fluid, and I brought a lighter. Mm-hmm. So when I'm saying survival, I didn't have my bow drill out with my cedar bark as right. my tender bundle. I brought the things that were going to make it faster and easier for me to produce what my children needed so that I could also maybe find a few minutes within there to relax and enjoy for myself as well. Absolutely. But also to enjoy really that time with, with my child. Absolutely. You know, so many things in life come down to our perspective of it. As parents, we are so busy. We bear so many responsibilities. Some we can't, we don't even have anybody to share with. It's just between us and the Lord. Um, and our perspective can be shifted. It, it can We can be distracted from what the truth perspective would be. And our relationship with our kids, really, I want to boil it down to this one Bible verse to really put it all in the correct perspective. And this is from Psalm 127. This is verse 3. It's very simple. It's very short, but I think it is so beautiful. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. If you think about a gift that you received in your life, something that you were like, wow, this is an amazing gift. I am so excited to have this. Think about your attitude towards that. Think about you wanted to spend time with probably an inanimate object. Maybe it was a great pair of shoes. You couldn't wait to wear them. You wanted to spend time with those shoes. If we viewed our children that way, as a true gift and reward from our Lord, maybe, just maybe, we would all be a little bit better parents and a little bit more intentional. So what we want to leave you with is go make memories 
Do that little bit of extra work. Do the extra planning and packing. Are you going to be tired? You sure are, but you're going to sleep just as good as your kids are too. (laughs) Seeing their smiles, hearing their memories, looking back years later at the videos and pictures that you got to take are all going to be worth it. I am so thankful for my parents. Looking back now, I just have a totally new appreciation. When I used to go camping, and I have amazing memories of playing wiffle ball at the campground, of eating the bacon and eggs, hiding from thunderstorms inside the tent, all kinds of crazy memories. But I know, know as a parent how much work goes into making those experiences possible. So mom and dad, thank you. Thank you for packing the cooler. Thank you for shopping for the Capri Suns. Thank you for buying me the fishing rod and, and the baits and teaching me to fish on the bank. Thank you for doing all that because it is, isn't easy, but you took the time to do that. And now I get to take the time to do that for my son. And I think that is really a beautiful thing and kind of just is the juxtaposition of life. Well, Brian, you thanked your parents. So that kind of puts me in a, I'm going to have to thank mine. <laughs> I can't leave them out. You know, there are nights I remember spending at the creek and and in different places um i I guess i want to thank my parents for i remember probably the negative times honestly the it was hot it was uncomfortable and that actually helped me to learn that there are other things out there there are equipment you can buy to make things more comfortable and that's probably why i love equipment so much today um but again if my parents hadn't taken me out fishing backpacking hiking camping playing in the outdoors I wouldn't be today, and so I, I thank you for that. Yeah, if you guys are encouraged, wanting to go do this, if you're confused, what are these guys talking about, scared to go do it, want some ideas, need our help, please reach out to us. We, I mean, this is our passion. This is our life mission. This is You can hear the passion in our voices as we talk about this. We want to help you if you need our help. Um, it is not a burden to us at all. It is actually uplifting. So please reach out to us, m2beoutdoors at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, send us direct messages on there. Follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If you are a listener of this show and you appreciate what we are trying to do, what we have been doing, and you want to show your support, the simplest and easiest way for you to do that is to leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening. Just leave a star rating, give us a review, know us, let us know what you like, what you don't like. That is so helpful to us. Not only does it help us move up the charts, but it lets us know what we're doing well or what people are looking for and kinds of, kind of gives us some guidance with our later episodes. So we really appreciate the re- reviews and ratings. That is going to be it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. As always, between now and that time, we hope that you remember you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.